Hello, welcome to Love Food, Hate Money, the show where we talk about how much we love food and prove it by spending all of our money on it. I'm going to be your host, Jonah. This is co-host, Courtney. Hey! And we will jump right into our beverage of the episode. What Sparkly. do you have? Yes, it's, it is. Yep, we're <laughs> drinking metal. It is a white sparkling wine of some sort. It is sparkling wine. That's true. It smells weird. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hmm. I think it kind of just smells... Uh... I don't like it. Oh, I have not tasted it yet. <laughs> Let's see. It's supposed to be pretty quality. Hmm. It's fine. It just tastes like dry, sparkly, Prosecco Superior. It's just is missing orange juice for me personally and that's fair you don't drink a lot of sparkling wine without orange juice so what is it it's not a mimosa house it's a mimosa home <laughs> uh this is from Bisol, which is a producer in italy it's their jo it's uh i really have a really hard time pronouncing the region but it's valdobiadene it's a oh. prosecco superior docg non-vintage sparkles Tastes like, like sparkles. It? It's fine. What's it supposed to taste like? I like this a little bit. Um, hold on. It's got kind of like underripe pear and apple on the nose palate. That kind of confirms it's still sort of like that tart. Yeah. Not a ton of flavor. Pretty decent minerality to it. But I don't know. Not a preferred wine of mine, but it's not poor quality it's just me it's just kind of boring and i think also like the last wine i had the one last night that you served me is just like the literal opposite of this uh yes yeah il bruciato that one is just uh that one's a super tuscan it's so delicious i love that wine you just like but you i mean yeah that's up your alley you like (laughs) you like bigger red wines (sighs) well We've been doing this for a year. We're hitting, we're hitting the anniversary. I believe it is May 17th is the day that our first episode came out last year. Happy anniversary. So, which is really crazy to think about. Why? Because when we started, I think by episode five, you're like, what else are we going to talk about? I say that before every recording. <laughs> and I think we have done a halfway to decent job coming up with topics. Yeah, the fortunately the industry revolves quite a bit, so there's a lot of different um, unique things to talk about. Even if it's just getting updates on which CEO, which company ate someone's face off, or <laughs> Ooh, we haven't done a food news in a minute. It's been a long time. Um, those are some of my favorite episodes, I think, because you reacting genuinely to things that you haven't heard before is quite entertaining. A lot of the food news ones too are like just preposterous. And I think they also give perspective as to, like, how big food and beverage is. Because I think a lot of times people, like, pigeonhole it into, like, restaurants. Yeah. And I think... Um, nope. Grocery store. Yeah. It's a much hotel, bigger scale. <laughs> um, corner store. Combini. Combini. Well, I think we should kick off the anniversary episode with some hate mail. Yeah, we got a good amount of it. We've got some... Some decent hate mail. Yeah. Um, the first one is. Oh, you're talking about the actual hate mail. I thought you were talking about the. Oh, the, we'll talk about that. The in a controversy minute. on the internet. 
you going baby viral and people yelling at us. Anyways, um, baby viral is my stage name. <laughs> um, in episode 47, I made a reference to a Taylor Swift song that you did not get. That's true. Um, because so you, it was that's a terrible lyric. I know the song, but I did not. <laughs> uh, this song is anti-hero, and um, I just it really just helps feed the conspiracy theories when you got the celebrities talking about sexy little babies. <laughs> oh no! Um, but you kind of got mildly roasted in our comment section on Instagram. Um, our friend Jess called you out for not getting the Taylor Swift reference and then said dishonor. I mean. Yep, I didn't. I you're and then welcome. John said he audibly gasped. Yeah, well, not many. I I don't know anyone that likes Taylor Swift more than him. So that's a, <laughs> I feel like even his, his wife would uh, fall into that category. But bold statement. Nope, John is superior on the on the T Swiftiness. Um, and then we got another hate mail and I didn't ask permission if they wanted their name used so I will just skip that part but you know who you are we love you um it says you guys are awesome except Jonah he sucks that's true and then that means your guys plural that's a bold (laughs) if you guys are awesome I am so many guys and, and I suck how many guys are you in a Courtney suit I can't disclose that for legal reasons mm um and but they also spelled hate mail h-a-t-e-m-a-l-e and i think that's actually how we're doing it going forward don't be mean to me i can't handle it but hate on jonah as much as you want that's fine thrive on the mineral (laughs) he's like the grinch but his heart grows bigger as you get meaner Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i also would have expected something more poetic not gonna lie I mean, it's our first hate mail. Like, you can't, you can't be judgmental can't. of it. Yeah, bakers can't be choosers. Um, and then today, <laughs> uh, we posted a TikTok. I took Jono's little sister to dinner last night at the restaurant he works at. And I made, I took a video of her making faces at him describing the menu. And some of it's like, like a tiny bit genuine of her being like, this is a lot of information. I'm not processing. She was looking at the menu and she was like, there's so many words. I also, I mean, it's interesting because that happens when I'm spieling to someone like, granted that I did the whole spiel, how I do the spiel, but it's funny to me when people are like, what do, what, what are you talking about? Like I talk relatively fast because it's a decent amount of information to go through. But if I say Rosso Cresta de Gallo is in this section and then you just stare at the eight different words in that section and you can't figure it out. I, I don't know how to help you. Um, yeah, well, I think it's there's a difference in the types of diners that you probably serve of like, yeah, I'm here. I want to learn. I want to hear what you have to say because you work here and you can be trusted. And I think you also have the people that are like, go away. I just want to read it and figure out what I want. Yep. Those are my favorite people, though, because you'll come back and they're like, so where's your spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> Where's Do I have a nuggies? show for you? Um, so anyways, I made a, it's like a 13 second video of your sister making faces in response to your spiel. Mm-hmm. And we posted it on TikTok. And I did not think that it was necessary to post that it was a joke. 
because I thought that but was we implied. found out it was necessary. So let me just read you some of the first comments we got on this video, guys. It's going to take a while because she has to remember how to use a phone. Uh, the only thing I couldn't understand. Oh, this was the only nice one. The only thing I couldn't understand was the food item, which is typically which is typical at a fancy restaurant, which was like a couple people were like, wow, he's talking fast. But I still understand he's talking about pasta. Uh, this Pr- is a good pr- one. Proud of those keyboard warriors. Uh, underscore chicken butt guess what says classless. Ask for a slower explanation if you have difficulty understanding or focus on what's being said instead of filming. Which is so I've it's so funny. There's a part of me that's like, oh, they're trying to help protect service industry people. But also. I don't know anyone that's worked as a server that would see the 16 year old girl like having a, a conniption in the seat and still be able to just like go through the full spiel without being like, are are you OK? Uh-huh. <laughs> or be like, do you have a question? Um, do I need to slow down? Do I need like I I think it's really funny that they simultaneously thought that I was professional enough to be doing my spiel, but also not human enough to see what was happening and stop. <laughs> this one, I think, might be my favorite one. Dude's just trying to keep a roof over his head and you're posting videos of him on TikTok to make fun of him. Very weird behavior. <laughs> very weird behavior is a very weird <laughs> comment. Way to make the server look bad and humiliate him just for doing his job. Be a better person. Also, I don't think there's a part of that video where I look like I'm humiliated at all. Round, yes. Humiliated, no. <laughs> Ooh, so was, a couple of people have deleted their comments. That's really funny. Oh, there was some deletions? I, re- I responded to some of them, and I was like, I am his wife, and that is his sister. And also, did you look at any other videos on our page, you freaking weirdos? Because the next video down is just me and my pug father shirt saying, hi, welcome to my channel. And... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. So we were really thoroughly entertained by that. It's um, good. And again, I don't understand if I think it's nice that there's people that are like, no, service workers need support, not jokes. But also, I don't jokes. Think if you've met enough service workers, if that's your first response to this video, because compared to some of the stuff I've seen on TikTok, it's very mild. Sure. Like I've seen like full on public freakouts and people are like, well, what did you do to her? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> let me tell you. So that was really good. I think that's a great first uh, dip in our toe into hate mail. Um, it gave me severe anxiety at first, but I'm I'm really coming did. around to it. And I don't quite understand why. You know, I don't are... want to be bullied. I want you to be bullied if you like it. That's that's <laughs> a different podcast. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, that's our first section of hate mail. So listen to us more hate mail. Uh, you can email us. You can get on our TikTok. Um, just go through a nice, happy little video and be like, wow, he's just trying his best. You're an idiot. Yeah. Just trying to keep a roof over his head. And I responded to that when I was like, it's also over my head. Just FYI. Like, he's, got, he's got a lot. I live there, lot, too. A lot of roofing. <laughs> he's also a roofer. <laughs> oh, so this is episode 49. Which is crazy. We're gonna we're gonna end the season on forty nine because I think that's deeply upsetting. Not fifty. Not not fifty two. Yeah. No. Forty nine. Um, and we had a we've had a busy year. Like a lot has happened and a lot has changed. Yep. We live in a dry place now. <laughs> 
We don't have a water feature in our ceiling. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. That's been nice. Um, We were moving to San Diego and then we didn't. Yeah, we didn't move to San Diego. That was a hard pill to swallow. Most pills are hard to swallow for you, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) There's like a certain level of defeat with not moving that like took me a while to get over. I'm just like. Because we had a few people who were like, oh, don't do that. You can't do that. And I'm like, well, no, I have to. Um, but we didn't because it wasn't the right choice at the right time. Yeah. Um, I don't think making your uh, living situation decisions on being defiant is exactly. <laughs> it's not ideal. Um, but we've we've got to go out to San Diego a couple times over the last year, which has been incredible. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun place. And I think that it's good to go even if it's not very far because obviously we live in phoenix mm-hmm. so driving to san diego is not a big deal but to get out of your your local area and go see how other people do it sure it's also just a wildly different uh city i don't it's i mean obviously it's cooler there but like even the just the design like metro phoenix has got a very different design to it than san diego because driving through san diego you would hit different Mm, almost like genres of neighborhood. Different like, pockets, it's yeah. really beachy here. Oh, it's very city here versus Metro Phoenix where it's like, this one's desert, but a little bit warmer. This one's <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of agree and I kind of don't um, because I think like there's the different like historic areas in Phoenix and then you do have like the downtown area. And I mean, you can the historic go into the suburbs. in Phoenix are also a hundred years newer than the historic areas in San Diego, so... That's true. It's just a different vibe, and I think it's fun to get out and explore. And we need to figure out if we're actually going to go anywhere else this year, upcoming. In the the next full year? I mean, at some point, we'll probably get go out of Arizona again, maybe, if they let us. <laughs> <laughs> the way these internet comments are going off. Yeah, we're never going to be able to leave. Uh, we've talked Hashtag about... Hashtag cancel love who hate money. Go full South Park on it. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about doing... Um, Like an Arizona week, like Arizona restaurant week here is something that we that they do where you can go to restaurants and have like a three course meal for a set price to kind of like get introduced to restaurants you may not try normally. But we're thinking about doing our own one where we just make a list of all the restaurants we want to go to Mm -hmm. and just eat all at all of them in one week. And you take the week off from work. Pretend like we're tourists in the city. And instead of sleeping in a hotel, we just have to go home to our unmade bed. (laughs) (laughs) What big accomplishments did you get over this last year? Do you feel like you've like made progress in your career? Or do you feel like you're you're kind of like still waiting for that the big moment to come? I think that the part of the reason we didn't move was there was a couple of different connections and career building opportunities that presented themselves here in Metro Phoenix. So I think there's been growth. I think that specifically studying um, to try and get certified through CMS is somewhat daunting but also winds a such an interesting thing because you can i don't know you can learn a lot about it but a lot of i struggle because even hmm, how to say it get you get to a point where you're i at least struggle with talking to people where they're at with wine or um even trying to figure out what matters like reading about soil composition is cool if you're going to try and grow grapes because it's helpful to know what you're growing there. But I don't think if I talk about dirt at a table, they're going to be like, that does make this worth $200. So, <laughs> yeah, figuring out 
had a bridge gap between your overindulgence and knowledge and then their maybe lack thereof. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's tough. I think that it's something that is a uh, struggle for. I don't think it's just me alone in that struggle, but just trying to grow and learn what that looks like and how to be um, approachable and knowledgeable. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm still okay at serving, except for when I forget that I have tables. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I mean, I don't know. There's always room for improvement. I don't think there's anything as like there's no perfect service in the restaurant world. So just trying to mitigate the imperfections. Um, let's see what else has happened over the last year. Not. <laughs> I, mean, I, ju- like, I feel like I just work. I don't know. You, you do work a lot. There's a solid three days a week where I don't see you because you work doubles. But mm-hmm. I would say for myself, um, I got a recipe published in a local magazine, and that was a big deal to me, even though it's, like, obviously very small potatoes on a big scale. I think it's just – It was actually onions. That's <laughs> true. I think it's just – it's fun, um, at least for me personally, and anybody that listened to the episode that I did by myself of kind of my personal journey with – the restaurant industry and where I'm at with that now and my health, um, getting to have a way to still participate and be part of the, the goings on, um, was really fun for me. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I think, I mean, you joked about it since you've been, uh, more or less alumni of the industry, how you communicate and interact with industry people more often than ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's really funny how that works of like, I feel like, I am somehow more connected than ever, but also at the same time, like, oh, man, the good old days. But I I do think it's really interesting over the last 10 years kind of seeing the shift uh, in the local industry and maybe even as the industry as a whole of, I want to say kinder, gentler industry, but that it's not quite there yet. <laughs> I think that there's... But I think there's a lot more good people now that are really trying their damnedest to do good. And I think the industry that I started in was not as friendly. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of empowerment in the restaurant industry where you've got, you know, tyrant chef that's like, well, you're if you don't do this, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And you you go, "Okay, well, I just won't work here anymore. And then you got tyrant chef going, I have no one with me. (laughs) Um. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think it's, we're headed in the right direction. It's not going to be immediate, but I think we're definitely headed in the right direction. And I think a lot of our guests that we had on the episode early on, or on the episode, on the podcast. This whole thing's been one episode, actually. It's one episode. If you, if you missed any, you just, you don't even know. It was a revolving door. There were a lot of people that came in and through. A lot, a lot of bottles of wine open simultaneously. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But a lot of our our friends who have all come on this show, I feel like are really those people just they have (laughs) worked for the bad people and now they really want to push the industry forward. They want to make it approachable and they just want to make good food. And that's really exciting. Isn't that the title of the first guest episode was making fun of uh, Donnie being the tastemaker or the change maker? (laughs) Was that not the title of that episode? Foreshadowing, Jonah. Good Uh, program. Nice. Be the be the change you want to see in your jack in the box order. 
Um, and I think going forward, um, we've actually had uh, some fun opportunities to talk with some people who have not been on the show yet, um, who are like, yeah, I'll come on. And so we're working on scheduling that, getting it set up. We're really wanting to have more guest episodes because ultimately this is well, my dream for it is for it to be a very communal platform of like, yeah, these are the people that are actually in the in, in the industry who are doing the work because um, I feel like a lot of times media portrayal and the big companies that do the food media aren't always like the boots on the ground. Sure. I mean, I, I like the boots on the ground. It makes it sound like we're in a war zone. I are we not? I hope not. <laughs> the yeah, I think that also there's very few, especially the uh, chefs that we talk to. I think they sort of epitomize the love who hate money sort of mantra. The whole reason that we came up with it in the first place was being industry. And then truly like, oh, yeah, we would do this and then we would spend all of our money. And OK, now we. Okay, we pay rent and now we're going to go and spend the rest of our money on going out to eat. And I think that especially people that are working as in back of house and chefing, like they sort of are the the exemplify that more so. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't have multiple people in your friend group that have like spreadsheets of restaurants for different cities, like you need to find a better friend group. Ah, yes. The spreadsheets. <laughs> like, if you don't have, like, the L.A. spreadsheet, the San Diego spreadsheet, the Tokyo spreadsheet, like, what are you doing? It was fun to provide. I gave one of those to one of our one of my coworkers that headed out to San Diego. They were like, hey, I'm going out here. Does anyone have recommendations? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I think going forward to into, like, the next season of the podcast, because obviously this is not the end. Um. Why not continue to beat a dead horse? <laughs> That's not a nice thing to say. Oh, okay. Are we are we dead horse? I don't know. I just I'm throwing it out there in case you know anybody thinks that. <laughs> There's gonna be one to fifteen. <laughs> At least people one of you is like, like, why do you guys do this every is week? Is dead horse? This is terrible. Um, but I do want to put it out there that like we, or me, I guess because I can't speak for you. Sometimes we can, but not right here. I like Harrison. Wee. Wee. I have really been struggling with this idea of like everything that we need to like put out and content and this and that like needs to be perfect like from day one. And that's something I struggle with constantly is like, oh, I want to do video and I want to do a website and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, but if it's not perfect, like as soon as it's launched, I just like get upset and don't want to do it. You do get upset with it. I mean, you've been teasing the video and stuff for a while. It's one of those things where. We would love to. It would be fun. Sometimes not reasonable. Like it's difficult to try and get some of that stuff put together. So we have we have this platform just to have fun and have conversations. Yeah. But we have big dreams and Con- continue to grow. I think over the summer, um, it'll definitely be a better time to actually deal with that. I feel like <laughs> since January, we've just been going through it. <laughs> it's been I don't know if a rough start to the year is the right wording i mean the apartment flooding was a bad time yeah (laughs) (laughs) at a minimum but i mean we're making progress it's just been tired yeah tiring season i think everyone that we've talked to recently is tired i think part of that too and 
at some point, obviously, we won't be able to point to the pandemic as like an excuse for everything. But I really do think like late 2022 and into 2023, things really kind of got back to normal in restaurants. And like the business has like perked up. And especially here in Phoenix, when we have the Super Bowl and we have the Phoenix Open and those types of things, like we get very busy. And I think after having two slow years, it's a lot to readjust to. Yeah. Two, I mean, slow years under sell it. And there's two years where, <laughs> I mean, our, yeah, every restaurant experienced that a little bit differently. I know there was plenty here in Arizona that went, that was a good two week vacation. We're going back and we're dying. Like there's <laughs> plenty of uh, different stories and uh, schools of thought that came out of the, the pandemic. But I know that a lot of people that we talked to, like, didn't necessarily push straight through, but they got back on that horse like sooner than my experience, especially. Right. And yeah, they got, it's just been a bit, I mean, even this year, like going through the catalog, like this was the biggest, uh, one of the biggest event seasons that Metro Phoenix has had regarding Super Bowl and other bowl and oh gosh, what, what I just said, literally. Well, yeah, Fiesta bowl, (laughs) sausage bowl. Like it was, you love a bowl of sausages, but there was just so much. Yeah, it's just been a lot. And now it feels like, okay, we did this season. We're going to have summer. A lot of our friends in the restaurants um, out here take a summer break because obviously it's hot as hell. And people don't come out to Phoenix during that time. So tourism is way down. So there's a chance to kind of like recalibrate, reset. It's actually kind of funny how... In some instances, it is truly cheaper just to not have a restaurant for a month or two here in Metro Phoenix because people don't go outside as if the restaurants don't have air conditioning. <laughs> Shh, don't tell the people that their restaurants have air conditioning. I mean, they can't know the secrets out. <laughs> yeah. So just it feels like deep breath. On to a break and then back into the madness. But I think with more of a realistic expectation in the industry out here. Yep. And I think for the future of us too, it's kind of, we're going to head into this little spring break and figure it out. You kept calling it the summer break, but that's, you know, I just don't really know what time of year it is. Cause it got hot and I'm like, it's summer now. I don't know. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm like, it's May. That's like, this fine. is a food podcast. I have no idea how seasons work. Seasons don't matter in a kitchen. I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> I, I mean, growing season out here is interesting because it's different than a lot of other places with how stable our weather is other than the, the sun months. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. So, yeah, that's a you make a you segue into our our little announcement of we're going to take a couple weeks off, um, which you're like, that's weird. You have a one year anniversary and like things are going decent and you're going to take time off. Um, yeah. we need some time to like reset Uh, we want to schedule some interviews and get those together um and just get ahead a little bit I think we've really been kind of dragging our heels just from surviving Mm -hmm. that we haven't had the opportunity to really do the things we want to do and it seems like right now the best way to do that is just to take a couple weeks off yeah especially for the full format episodes. I'm sure you're still going to take 
videos of me being a fool oh, yeah. on the internet and keeping posted with where, where we've been and how we're... Oh, our stupid content that we can get hated on will absolutely be on the internet. And so we're not going away. Aggressively hate our money by going out to more restaurants and trying to put together our own little best days of let's just go eat food and not not worry. I do want to figure out how to publish our best days because that was really fun text thread between us of you telling me like if I could have my perfect day in San Diego, if I could have my perfect day in Phoenix of just where you would go because I think sure. that's so fun. Yeah, there's I mean. Can we, can we have horizon. food maps where we like just like have all the places we like to go? Like these are our I think, spots. I think every food website has a food map. So, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, but I have to figure it out. I don't know how to do the Internet. I think you just post a bunch of links to the places that we would go. It's an itinerary. <laughs> oh, that sounds hard. I'll figure it out. It'll it'll happen. So many places to go and things to see. You have any final thoughts before we we sign off for a couple weeks? Let's see. Hopefully, by the time I come back, based on how our recording schedule goes, it might be like a month into that recording schedule. But uh, once episodes start coming out again, I might be a certified sommelier. That'd be cool. That's so exciting. I Sitting for that in June. I think we'll be back by June. Hopefully, maybe like mid June. <laughs> like Hopefully maybe like a month from t- tomorrow is when you take your test. A month from tomorrow is when it. Yeah, okay, June seventh. Yeah. yeah, that's so exciting. I honestly, I think it's so funny how you're like, oh, I'm nervous. Like you're gonna pass. It's gonna be fine. Hopefully, it's only a sixty percent in each category to pass. My main thing is worried about the the things that I don't know because I get pretty mm, moderate test anxiety because I feel like I'll spend a lot of my time working on one subject and being like, all right, I've mastered it. This is going to go great. And then I'll go in like a good example and be like, oh man, really comfortable with the different classifications of Bordeaux. And I'm going to go in and be like, let's talk about this wine region in Germany. And I'm going to go, well, <laughs> that was a lot of <laughs> nice wasted try, time. pal. No, I think you're going to do great. I'm not even, not even nervous for you. Cause I just know that you really care and you put the work in. So it's going to go well. We'll see. If it doesn't go well, guys, uh, you didn't hear any of this. Yeah, this I never actually happened. never believed in him this whole time. <laughs> big, big brain. Uh, I think for me, and now that things are like settled and we're in our new apartment and the sky's not falling and there's some equilibrium, like I just need to get back to like cooking and like making things and making art and like doing the things that I enjoy instead of running around freaked out all the time because of all the crap that we've been going through (laughs) true so i look forward to that um i look forward to to eating more good food always more good food to eat hopefully well on that note gotta go eat food (laughs) (laughs) it's time for dinner it's time for some good food where are we going for dinner i have no idea Thank you for listening to Love, Food, Hate, Money. This podcast is edited by John Watkins of Feather Fiction Studios. He also does our original music. Uh, Rate and review us online. We have been so thrilled to see um, a ton of five-star reviews, like all things considered, which is amazing. So um, that helps other people find our podcast. That helps 
us move up in the charts. I got an email from this random website that said we were um, like 55th on the Ukraine chart for food podcasts. So go us. Obviously, we're basically famous now. Out of 54 podcasts. (laughs) Uh, You can connect with us on social media. We'll try to stay as active as possible during our break there. Send us messages. Um, Do you want to hang out? If you want to go eat, let us know. And if you want to come on the podcast, also reach out. We're going to reach out to a few people that we've already been talking to. Um, Donnie had a fun idea of doing like, or having his wife come on the podcast. And now I really want to just get spouses of chefs, (laughs) spouses of industry people, a whole series. The support group series. Literally like the home team. Um, So if you fall into that category, reach out. I think that would just be really fun. Uh, Like we mentioned on this episode, we want to make this a very communal thing. We want to share real stories and real experiences, um, more than just our own opinions. We think there's so many really great people around us that we would love to promote and give a platform to. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for the one year, everyone. Bye. Bye. Made a mess.